Good morning, and welcome to the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting of Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Rick J, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Cary, North Carolina. Today is Monday, January 30th, 2023. We are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter, How It Works, on page 58, the third paragraph, beginning with, it's some of these we balked, and reading through, until we let go absolutely. Today's readers are Ginger C., the 12 Steps, Kelly K., the 12 Traditions, our big book readers are Ann A. in the text, Susan S.H. on page 164, and Penny E. is our big up reader. Our newcomer reader is Loretta M., and our second hour moderator is Maria F. The share ID for Sunday, January 29th, 2023, is 19,900. No way preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive eater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence in the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. I will now ask Ginger C. to read the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, Ginger. And I will now ask Kelly Kay to read the 12 traditions of OA. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are the trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. 
five, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion, we need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personnel. Thank you. Well, thank you, Kelly. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes, at the end of which I will give you a gentle reminder. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to remute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter How It Works on page 58, the third paragraph, beginning with that some of these we balked and reading through until we let go absolutely. I will now ask Ann A. to begin reading. And uh, go ahead and hit star one. Uh, thank you, Rick. Good morning, everyone. My name is Ann A. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from New York. At some of these we balked. We thought we could find an easier, softer way, but we could not. With all the earnestness at our command, we beg of you to be fearless and thorough from the very start. Some of us have tried to hold on to our old ideas, and the result was nil until we let go absolutely. So, how can I relate? Um, Let go absolutely. I was... I entered the rooms in 75. I had a physical recovery, but I did not take step one. I had diet, I had, I was essentially a diet with group support. And 45 years, fast forward 45 years, I was in the streets, in the food, in my, (laughs) in a, in a world chaotic. And then I came in April in 2020, I was on my knees. I was miserable. I was in so much pain. I was so unhappy. And I had asked God 
I was willing to ask God to help me. And he did. He he came into my life. He said, OA. And from then, I started trusting him. Forgot to say I grew up in a dysfunctional family. I never felt loved. I never couldn't trust anyone. Always broken promises. But once I made that decision to ask God to help me, all sorts of things happened. I started trusting. I I cooperated with his will. I found a sponsor. She told me to do things. I did them fearlessly and thoroughly. Um, and I'm just so grateful that I let go and I continually to let God be my partner in life and all sorts of miracles have happened. Um, I have a life beyond my wildest dreams. I, um, I still cooperate with my sponsor. I have beloved sponsees. And um, I'm just so grateful. And so with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much. Thank you for getting us started, Anne. Before we get our first group of names, just a reminder that although we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Please give me your first name only and the first initial of your last name. Who would like to share on what was read today? Sonia S. from Philadelphia. I'm so sorry. I didn't. Sarah L. Sarah L. Sarah L. Melissa C. Sonia S. from Philadelphia. I heard somebody from Philadelphia and somebody from Minnesota. Those two people, tell me your names, please. Sonia S. from Philadelphia. Sonia S. All right. And then um, was that Bonnie, Bonnie from? Yep. Bonnie B. Thanks, Rick. Okay. Here's who I have. I have Dara L., Melissa C., Katie G., Sonia S., Bonnie B. I know I missed some names. Um, so for those of you who have already given me uh, your name, please repeat that if you haven't heard me call it yet. Kelly S. Ginger C. Kelly S. and Ginger C. All right. I think we're going to stop there, guys, and then we'll get another um, list of names. So I've got Dara L., Melissa C., Katie G., Sonia S., Bonnie B., Kelly S., and Ginger C. All right. So when you introduce yourself, please include initially your last name and the state you're from. Dara L., you're up first, followed by Melissa C. Go ahead, Dara. Uh, Great. Thanks so much. I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I live in Philadelphia, and um, you know, what a great reading. I I think that letting go absolutely is something that I had the illusion, I still have the illusion that it's a one-time deal, you know, that the result is nil until I let go absolutely. And my experience is, is that my first letting go happened with the food, you know, and then the second letting go is sort of on step three, right? And 
and needing to let go of this desire to control and micromanage my life and other people and all of the circumstances in my life and play God. Um, But I have to let go absolutely of things again and again and again. And I wish that I could say that, you know, um, I'm a person who like came in and I turned things over and I never ever take my will back. And, but my experience is, is that there's layers, you know, there's layers of um, fear and layers of, of, you know, self-deception and, um, and that result being nil, you know, I, I always got that like pretty confused because I would look at my life and be like, yeah, but I, you know, I, I could make this thing happen and I could make that thing happen. But I, my, what I think this is talking about is, you know, it talks about being rocketed into the fourth dimension of existence elsewhere in the big book. And I think that's where I don't get results. You know, it's not saying that I can't control my relationships or I can't, I don't know, for a week successfully diet or whatever that is, but it's saying that, you know, above and beyond the material plane is this amazing spiritual world where God resides and God resides within me and gives me the capacity to live up to my ideals um, and to be the person that God created me to be. And I can't get any traction on that level unless and until I let go and let God in and let God guide. And um, I had an experience over the weekend of like really, you know, just clutching a character <laughs> defect and um, and not wanting to be vulnerable. And like, it was amazing to me that I, I actually wanted to purge and like that hasn't happened in the, in the last two years. I haven't had a thought about that, you know, except for maybe a couple of times. And, it was a beautiful experience of really seeing that for me, you know, the symptoms of my disease aren't, they're never, never, never what I think they're about, right? It's about my unwillingness to let go and let God enter my life and my heart um, and, you know, generate miraculous results inside of me that may or may not have outside ramifications. And I spent my whole life kind of chasing outside things and, and not wanting to surrender to anything. Um, but I always had to surrender to something, yeah, whether it was the addiction or a God of my understanding. And so with that, I'll pass, and thanks so much um, for your service. Thank you so much, Daryl. Melissa C., you're up next, followed by Katie G. Go ahead, Melissa. Hey, good morning, Rex. Thanks so much for your service this morning. My name is Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York, and... You know, I read this and I think, yeah, I, I want easy and soft. Melissa, so sorry. We just lost you. If you could hit uh, star one and, and come back on. Hey, I think I'm back, right? <laughs> you are back. Some thanks. Yeah, Melissa, see, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And um, yeah, what I get here is I always wanted easy and soft. Like, Always, and I, I you know, I, I want to say, like, I haven't necessarily outgrown that, wanting, like, the path of least resistance. And, you know, so what that looked like for me when I first came in um, was I wanted OA light. I wanted, like, I wanted all the benefits without any effort whatsoever. So, you know, I wanted, um, you know, I'll go to meetings, maybe, if, you know, or I'll, I'll read about the steps. I'm not going to do them, right? And I'm going to, 
you know, I remembered like, you know, getting this idea about a food plan and I was all for it Monday through Friday, but Friday night I wanted to do what I wanted to do. And, you know, and that was just, you know, the beginning part, right, is the putting the food down, letting that go, absolutely. But I think like all of us, we land in a spot where this easy, softer way is killing us, and that's what happened to me. Like, it wasn't it wasn't so soft and easy after all. And, you know, like, I, I what I have to say today that has happened for me is that, um, you know, this path, these steps, yes, they, they weren't easy. It wasn't simple. And it didn't, it, there's no shortcut. It's like you really actually have to do it. But what I've gotten in return is a structure in my life that gives me meaning and purpose and direction and a relationship with God. And so, you know, program aside, you know, like we talk about the program. Program is the structure of my life and how I live my life today. Life. It's not soft and easy, like, you know, news alert, right? I thought once I got this weight thing down, once I got this food thing down, my life would be soft and easy. And actually I found out, um, no, not really my case, you know, like I wanted parenting soft and easy. I wanted being a daughter, you know, to my mom soft and easy. I wanted being a wife, a teacher, everything soft and easy. And life isn't like that, life presents challenges as part of the human experience and I'm grateful that I have this path, this direction, this scaffold, this structure in my life so that I have a relationship with a power that gives me, I don't know how, but unshakable faith and and I've walked through things that haven't been soft and easy in in recovery and and it's because of these steps that I have I have this sense that it's all going to be okay in the end. Um, put that on pass. Thank you, Melissa C. Katie G., you're up next, followed by Sonia S. Go ahead, Katie. Hey, friends. Katie G., Recovered Compulsive Eater. In Boston, I feel like every line of this paragraph is so powerful. And, um, you know, defiance is the chief activator of my disease and I didn't come into OA because I wanted to just round my life out with a little bit of OA but I came in fighting and I came in negotiating and I said I'm willing to go to any lengths but I'm not doing that I'm willing to go to any lengths but I'm not going to put this down I'm willing to go to any lengths but I really won't do that I have to tell you, it does, for me, it didn't work. What it got me into a couple, almost eight months ago, I finally surrendered, but um, I, you know, it got me into a state of sickness that I can't even tell you about. I mean, it was just like, I'm willing to go to any lengths, but I'm not going to put down exercise. I'm willing to go to any lengths, but I am not going to tell you my weight. I am willing to go to any lengths. And, and, and But I'm not going to say I'm not recovered when I'm not recovered, right? Like I wanted, you know, and I wanted to fight everybody, everybody that was in my way. I was fighting. I was, I was rationalizing. I was telling rational lies. I remember the woman who is my beloved sponsor right now, I went to her and I said, I need help. I need help. And she said, well, I don't, I don't take women who are recovered through the steps. And I'm like, well, I'm recovered, right? Um, here I am, like 15 pounds lighter than I am. 
and, uh, and, and, and it took me a month of pain to go to her and to stop rationalizing, justifying, balking, and being prejudiced. You know, and today, me too, like life is hard. I, I'm so grateful for the search and rescue mission that showed me what it really feels like to surrender to God because I, I do want an easier, softer way, and I still do. It is easy to let up on my spiritual program of action, especially when your lung collapses twice, when the, when the doctors tell you, hey, you have two hours to get into the hospital. You know what I did? I called my sponsor. She wasn't there. I called somebody else because I needed to pack my food. I needed to pack my scale. If a, if a doctor told me, well, when a doctor told me, you're literally going to die from this, from this lung collapsing, you know, I didn't say, well, do you think we could negotiate because I think that that catheter or whatever the heck they put in my body is a little too short, right? Like for me, this, this is life and death. And I'll tell you, like I'll just wrap up this week. I told my sponsor, you know, I wasn't really feeling God in quiet time. And she said, are you taking time doing nothing? And I said, no, but I'm reading all about it. I didn't take the action. I still don't want to take the action. So now I'm finally sitting there quietly, and I'm feeling God again. So, you know, there you go, my old ideas. Let me let go of them, absolutely. And I pass. Thank you so much, Katie G. Sonia S., you're up next, followed by Bonnie B. Go ahead, Sonia. Hi, this is Sonia from Philadelphia. Thank you, Rick, for being in service. Thank you, everyone, for being on this meeting. And, um, yeah, I came into OA four months ago and then um, started to slip and then actually picked up last Thursday. And thank you, God, I knew I wasn't going anywhere, that this was the last stop for me, that OA was the program for me. I had spent 11 years in another program and did not get better. Um, So I reached out to a few people and found a sponsor immediately, and I've been absent Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and now today's Monday. And for me, honestly, letting go absolutely means being willing and obedient to Working my program, weighing and measuring my food during 30 minutes of quiet time, making outreach calls, doing meetings, um, and doing um, one self-sacrificing um, deed a day. And so that's, 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 I'm just keeping it really simple for me. Um, and I'm, I'm, just, I'm just grateful that God rescued me four months ago because I was dying in this other program. And now I believe and really believe that I have the right message. And um, I am embarking on step one, and I'm excited about that. And I believe I'm in a good partnership with my my sponsor. And I'm just truly grateful um, for all of you and for this program. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Sonia. Bonnie B., you're up next, followed by Kelly S. Go ahead, Bonnie. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for the amazing shares this morning. This is Bonnie B. from Minnesota, gratefully recovered for the next 20 seconds by the grace of God. Um, At some of these, we balked. Yeah, what didn't I balk at? Um, Part of the process, part of my journey. The definition of balked was hesitate or be unwilling to accept an idea or an undertaking. 
Um, I came into the program, I knew I was a mess. No doubt I was a mess, but I was looking for a Hallmark movie. I wanted something so soft and so easy, and um, that's not what I was given. I was given a list of things that worked for other people, and I was agnostic to the max. Um, I never said it out loud, but in my head I, I said, okay, I'll do that and that, but I'm not doing that. And I'm different, and I don't have to do all those things, and I'll still get what you got. And you know what? I didn't. I never got what the other person had that I wanted because I wasn't doing what was required of me. And it's not a surprise to me because the second sentence says, we thought we could find an easier, softer way. I have a thinking disease. It's my thoughts that get me in trouble. So am I surprised that I would be thinking something like that? No, no, not at all. This is my disease. So when I have these thoughts and the thoughts are to do something different than I've been instructed, which is, um, as everyone else has so beautifully said, connect with God and die to yourself, be of service to others, connect with God, die to yourself, be of service to others, fully surrender everything that you thought you owned and was yours. Um, when I do that, I'm great. When I have thoughts that tell me to pull back on anything, I'm in trouble because I go right back to the Bonnie show and that ends up at the bottom again. And so this, is, this program is about setting aside everything that I thought I ever knew. I don't think the right thoughts when it comes to how to get healed in this program, but the 12 steps give me direction. And I've got a, a herd of people who live recovered on a daily basis. And so I stick close to that. I stick super close to my God and I stick close to the steps. And um, when I do that, I get to stay recovered for the next 20 seconds. And it is a life beyond my wildest dreams. And so for anyone that is, um, you know, coming back in and they relapse, perfect place. You're in the right spot. Just keep coming back because you will figure it out and keep coming back. Um, blessed to be here. And thank you so much, everyone, for your service. And I'll pass. Thank you, Bonnie B. Kelly S., you're up next, followed by Ginger C. Go ahead, Kelly. Good morning, guys. It's Kelly S., Recovered Compulsive Eater and Bulimic in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Thanks for your service, Rick. <clears throat> Um, so many great sharers. It makes me more nervous to share later because I'm like, how do I follow that? Um, all right. Well, I'm going to let God do the talking there. might be a good idea. So let's see. As some of these we balked, we thought we could find an easier, softer way, but we could not. You know, it's like uh, my sponsor reminds me for myself and my when I'm sponsoring that um, I had to be out of ideas. You know, I had to know there was no easier, softer way. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, whatever, it took me decades to realize I was out of options because, you know, like other people were sharing on here, which is uh, was funny. Their shares were so great because the truth is I want an easier, softer way all the time. I still do. And there's not one. But I will tell you guys this, being abstinent, having a relationship with God, you know, this transformation, walking this way with you guys, it's easier and softer than the disease was, right? Because as we hear, life is going to get lifey. And so there, you know, it's not going to be easy and soft. I always thought if I was doing anything right, it would be easier. You know, I love this at some of these weak bulk. I have to remind myself of this all the time. And I remind other people, it tells us we're going to balk at some of this stuff, these steps of going to any length. That's just what we're going to do. But guess what? I do it anyway, you know, because it said, you know, it's pointed out we thought or what I felt, you know, those things I'm thinking and feeling, 
I, I can't go by my thinking anymore, my feeling anymore. I have to take action. And I'm going to balk, and I'm not always going to want to do all this stuff. I'm not always going to weigh and measure my food. I don't want to always call people. I may not always want to do all this stuff, but this is going to help me get through this life stuff, right? And the thing, some of us have tried to hold on. Result was no until we let go. Absolutely. There it is. That surrender piece. Again, we hear it over and over and over, right? Surrender, surrender. So there, I have to do that, right? I have to surrender to this idea that it's not going to be easy. I'm going to balk. I'm not always going to like it, but it's going to be way better than the life I had before, you know, being morbidly obese, binging and purging five, six times a day, being a total, you know, uh, bitch in life and just, you know, today I'm abstinent, I'm free, I'm a normal body weight, I have a relationship, a working partnership with God, I have friends I never thought I would have before, you know, I, and, you know, I just, I'm so grateful today that I have found an easier and softer way than the disease, but it's not easy, it's not soft, but it's a way better way to live. With that, I'm grateful. Thank you so much, Rick, and I pass. Uh, thank you, Kelly, yes. Ginger C, you're up next, and we'll get some more names. Go ahead, Ginger. Thank you, Rick. Thank you for your service and everyone doing service this morning. Uh, my name is Ginger C. I am a real compulsive overeater, and my experience has been decades of relapse in Overeaters Anonymous. I'm just so grateful that AA stuck. Um, and the result, of course, was nil with these years of relapse because I wanted the food. And the food would call to me. And at one point in time, I went to a great conference in Virginia, and I, I thought I got pretty clean and clear after I left. And then slowly it started trickling back in. I'll never forget a friend showed up, and she's recovered on this line, and she's eating out of a box, and she's eating these rice almond cheese crackers. And she said, have some. And I was like, well, I think I will. And... um Boy, these little things that can set you up and set you off. And, you know, of course, I really just want a Cheeto. I don't want these rice almond, whatever they are, tasting like paper. Um, but there's effects. And I'm such a food freak, and I'll go to any lengths to get that bite. My disease will go to any lengths to get that bite. And so I really got slippery and sloppy and then ended up, of course, in a chocolate cake. And it's been about a 15-month relapse, and I'm about to approach 50 days. And I'm just so grateful to God. And where I've been brought, because every beautiful bite, I need the bites. I need it to convince me. Are you done effing around with the food? Are you willing to let go and let God guide you? Because you've lost choice and control, and you're going to die in this disease. And thank God, because I today eat so quietly. It is so clean. It is so clear. I only drink water today because of this food plan, because I trust this person and what they said on it. I sit with my plate and my utensils. I don't walk around eating upright. I'm not eating out of boxes and bags. I'm eating what I need to sustain a day at a time. And I know this whole program is about two words, let go and then let God. I know it's all about power between me and the bite. But for somebody who's as bad as a chronic relapser as I have been, I have got to get thorough from the very start. I have got to get rigorously honest about this food what ingredients, what behaviors. I don't sit in a car and eat. I don't check out in front of a computer or a TV. And these are the things that I have to pay attention to a day at a time. This is where it all begins. I have to put the food down. I have to say goodbye. 
and it is the hardest goodbye that I've ever experienced. I think your addictions that are the most difficult are the painful because they're so primal. I've had food and I've had money for a long ass time. And again, thank God they do beat you up because you go back to research and it doesn't work. And then you're brought to your knees and you finally say, okay, I'm willing to go to any length for victory over this in a path. Thank you, Ginger C. And Ginger's in Colorado. Before we continue our second group of names, we are in the chapter, How It Works, on page 58, the third paragraph, beginning with, it's some of these we balked and reading through until we let go absolutely. And though we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So if you share it on Thursday or Friday, we ask that you sit back and let others who have not share. Who else would like to share today? Trisha NWH. All right. Hold on just a sec. This is okay. I've got Priscilla, Larry, Ken. There was somebody else in there I I missed. So in Elizabeth C. Pamela P. from Elizabeth B. in North Carolina. Who was that in North Carolina? Elizabeth B. Okay, got you, Elizabeth B. North Carolina. Pamela P. from Pennsylvania. Uh, Pam, I'm going to ask that you hold back and and come in on us tomorrow, okay? And that way we can uh, we can keep our uh, every third day intact. So I've got Priscilla, Elizabeth, Larry, Ken. Who else? Amy G. Amy G. Vasa O. Vasa O. Okay. All right, let's uh, let's stick with that. David A. All right, David A. We'll see if we can get you in. All right, that's going to be our lineup. So I've got uh, Priscilla, Elizabeth, Larry, Ken, Amy, Vasa, David. I didn't quite get all the initials, but you can include that when you introduce yourself. And please remember to include the state you're calling from. Priscilla, you're up next, followed by Elizabeth. Go ahead, Priscilla. Priscilla, go ahead and hit star one. Okay, thank you. Uh, This is Priscilla H., grateful to be physically recovered and in all those other ways recovering from um, food addiction and all kinds of other uh, behavioral and mental addictions. So um, the thing that jumped out at me today was the idea about holding on to our old, the thing about holding on to our old ideas. Very early in my recovery, this was 40-some-odd years ago, a man said to me something like, do you think you might be holding on to some old ideas? Evidently, I had given him reason to think that. Well, I was so offended that I did not know what to say, which was typical of me at the time anyway. I didn't even think to ask him what he was talking about or what he meant. I was already justifying uh, in my mind why he was wrong. So this morning looking at this, it came to me that it's kind of like getting out of an airplane. Some people get out of an airplane uh, as, as an event, one event meaning that they have a parachute on and they've decided to learn to parachute out of an airplane. And so having received all the instructions, they jump 
they're out. That's it. And uh, God willing, they make it safely to the ground. Or maybe the military has told them they've got to learn to get out of an airplane that way. And so they do. But for me, and for most of us probably, it's more like um, the way you usually get out of an airplane. Finally, they tell you you can take off the seatbelt, and then you stand up, and then you wait for the person on between you and the aisle to do the same thing, and then you get into the aisle, and you get your stuff out of the overhead carrier, and you slowly shuffle down the aisle to the door of the airplane and get out of it, and now you still aren't done because you have to get your luggage, and then you have to get a car, and after all, the airport was not the only destination. You went there for some reason, and whatever that reason is, now you proceed. And I think it maybe for Mr. Bill and Dr. Bob, it was like parachuting out of the airplane. But for me, it's been that long, slow journey, bit by bit, letting go of my old ideas. Um, and I, every now and then, another one crops up, and I, and God helps me to let go of that. So with that, I'll pass. <clears throat> Thanks for letting me share. Thanks, Priscilla. Could you please give us your state? Uh, yes, I'm in New Jersey. Beautiful New right. Jersey. Thank you so much, Priscilla. Elizabeth. Um, wait, oh, hello. Uh, my, my name. Hold on just a minute, Pamela. Elizabeth B., you are up next, followed by Larry K. Go ahead, Elizabeth. Elizabeth B., hit star one to unmute. No, I won't. Hi, this is Elizabeth B. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Go ahead. Well, I did hear you. Uh, Go ahead and hit star one again, Elizabeth. You might be double muted. I'm I'm sorry. Can you hear me? I'm so sorry. I don't know what's going on with my phone. It's okay. We've all been there. You go ahead, Elizabeth. Okay. I'm Elizabeth B., North Carolina, newcomer to Vision. I've been here. This is day 12. Um, and I'm, um, I woke up this morning. I'm so grateful we were on this chapter. My first, my first thought was, I bought. I, I, I'm not doing this. I can't do this. And it's too hard. And it's too much, and um, everything this last every everything in this paragraph was exactly um, what what I needed to hear this morning. Um, uh, I've been in the rooms for um, many many years, and as I was sitting quietly um, before the dawn came, um, watching it as it as the sun slow, light slowly came back into the sky, I I prayed and asked God. Um, to help me set aside everything I know about my body and about weight and about this program and about um, eating and about uh, food plans and about working the steps and about everything, life itself, about health, everything, um, because the knowledge that that I have tried to I've tried to understand why I am the way I am and I've been this way my whole life and I've done everything to try not to be the way I am. Um, and I'm so terribly terminally unique that I thought my story was the only story. And 
over the last 12 days of coming to meetings and listening to other people share um, in a real, um, real honest way, a rigorously honest way, which I've, I mean, I've been in treatment three times. I know this, <laughs> I know this disease well, um, and I've been in recovery before, but um, I have never been able to let go of my thoughts. I've never been able to let go of me thinking that I'm smarter than um, every everybody and everything and God itself. And um, it's a very humbling and terrifying place to be because, you know, it's like when they say the last house on the block, when 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 all else fails and you're, you're hooked up to the um, to the life support monitor um, and and you're you know, and you're thinking, well, maybe there's something better, uh, you know, and for me, I think, you know, I've, I've done the institutions, um, I haven't been in jail, but death would be probably my last resort. Um, so I'm grateful to be here today. I'm grateful to be able to set aside and take and take the cotton out of my ears and put it in, and I usually have not shared before, so I'm grateful to have the opportunity this morning, and um, I thank everybody because I hear a lot of familiar voices on the line, and I've made a lot of outreach calls trying to understand um, what this thing is all about. So I'm grateful to be here, and thank you, and I'll pass. All right. Thank you so much, Elizabeth B. Larry K., you're up next, followed by Ken W.H. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Rick. Well, finally, a paragraph about that has a connection to baseball. I've been waiting. <laughs> the uh, there's there's probably some people on the line are like, what the hell is he talking about? Well, the word Bach in in baseball, you know, it has it it, it has a meaning in the sense that. And Bill was uh, the captain of this high school baseball team, so I I think there might have been some connection there to using this word. Who knows? But you know, when a pitcher is ready to to pitch the ball and they put their their foot on the on the little rubber platform okay and they start their progression to make the pitch they cannot hesitate if they hesitate if they're distracted maybe there's a runner on first or second and they're taking a big lead off and they 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 hesitate the umpire will yell balk matter of fact all the players in the dugout of the opposing team will yell balk you know, you can't hesitate, and there's a penalty for that. If you balk, the runners automatically, whatever base they're on, they're advanced to the next base. Now, here's the thing about hesitation in program. Not a big deal in baseball. You hesitate. But hesitation, if we start our progression, we start our wind-up, we're in OA, here's the wind-up, we're moving into step four and five and six and seven, eight, nine. If we hesitate, uh, no worries about advancing the runners. See, I know people that have hesitated, and some get away with it. It's like Russian roulette. You never know which way it's going to go. But I also know people that hesitated that are no longer with us. They died in this progressive, permanent, and what? Fatal malady. They're dead today through that hesitation. I'm not mentioning it to scare anyone. If anyone that I want to caution and scare, it would be me. There cannot be any hesitation once we start our progression in here. We have to have courage to move forward with the steps. Irrespective of what we think about the steps, the steps, the steps don't care what we think about them. They just produce an essential psychic shift, a spiritual awakening when followed precisely. 
Hesitation is deadly in this disease. I do not want to hesitate, not when I first work the steps, not when I continue to work the steps for a lifetime. Hesitation will kill me. So I'm grateful for this baseball connection. <laughs> so with that, I pass. Thanks, Rick. Thank you so much, Larry K. Ken WH, you're up next, followed by Amy G. What's up, Ken? Thank you, Rick. Uh, so good to hear you this morning. Uh, I'm Ken WH, Recover Compulsive Eater from North Carolina. Um, at some of these, we balked. Some of these, <laughs> I balked at the whole thing. I didn't want to be here. Um, I sort of felt forced to be in, uh, to come to a meeting, uh, just too much pressure from outside. And, uh, so I came, but I balked at everything, and uh, there's nothing that was going to change that uh, until I hurt bad enough, I guess. Um, I was out looking for the easier, softer way for years and years and years. And in OA, it's been about 35 years of looking for an easier, softer way before I came um, to, to the vision meetings about three three years ago. And... <clears throat> and um, I, I came to find out, <laughs> it's funny, I'm walking along, I'm going along trying to find this easier, softer wave, and I, one day the light bulb went on and said, Ken, this is the easier, softer way. Well, duh. I mean, the book says it right there, but we could not. We couldn't find another easier, softer way. This is it. This is This is the best way for me to get to the place that God wants me to be. Um, uh, the, the result was nil. That meant zero, nada, nothing, <laughs> you, you name it. It was nothing, no result that was healthy for me for, for all of those years. I got no results looking for an easier, softer way. Uh, it wasn't until I let go absolutely, was brought to my knees, and uh, just really surrendered in my heart and uh, just tried to shut <laughs> I wanted to cut my head off so I could get rid of my brain um, and just live by my heart, but I couldn't do that. And uh, but it's come slowly but surely, and I know today that there is no easier, softer way. This is the way, and um, and I'm grateful that I know that today. So thanks for letting me share. Thanks for your service today, Rick. Appreciate it. Pass. Thank you, Ken Wh. Amy G. You're up next, followed by Vasa O. Go ahead, Amy. Good morning, Rick. Thank you so much. My name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive eater from Maryland. So grateful to be here. So when I think of the word beg, you know, we beg of you to be fearless. I mean, that's a pretty significant word. It's a humbling word to me. Someone might think of begging, you know, down on their hands and knees, asking for something. It's, it's a humbling position. So I think it's significant, and I went and looked, and, and, you know, it's only mentioned twice, the word beg, in the big book, and, and it's the uh, first 164, and the other is in We Agnostics. We just went through it a few days or a couple of weeks ago. We beg of you to lay aside prejudice, and now they're asking us to beg of you to be fearless and thorough. And in my humble opinion, that's significant, or I choose to see it as significant, because basically the two major blocks to me in my program before I got recovered was a block to a higher power that I needed to restore me to sanity, my prejudice, my agnosticism. So they're begging me to let go of that block. And then they're begging me to be, to um, not allow 
um, my dishonesty and unwillingness to work the program. They're asking me to be fearless and thorough in my actions towards working these steps. So they're really saying, dude, if there's anything, Amy, these are the two blocks, whether I take action and whether I block my higher power, which I choose to call God. And today, by the grace of God and these steps and beaten and pummeled by this disease, I finally did surrender and realized that the result would be nil until I let go. Absolutely. My fa one of my favorite sayings that I heard in a meeting is that, you know, if I want a diet soda from a, a, a machine and it's $1.25, I can put in up to $1.24 and I'm not going to get the soda. I can be just that much off, a cent off, and I'm not going to get the soda. And to me, this is an all-in program. I mean, balking is one thing, but running the hell in the other direction, balking is also a very big horsey term, which means when you hesitate on a 1,200-pound animal, if you're not encouraging him to move forward, he will run the hell in the other direction. And that's pretty difficult to control when you start heading in that direction. So they're saying, let's be all in here. Let's work the program as it's designed, a design for living that works, a common solution. It is the 12 steps. So join the ride, people. It's one day at a time. So grateful to be here. Have a wonderful day, everyone. And with that, I'll pass. Hi there. Okay. Thank you so much, Amy. Boss O, you are up next, followed by David A. Go ahead, Boss O. Thank and, you. Uh, Good morning, everyone. We should have everyone. enough time for uh, each about two and a half minutes, if you don't mind. Thank you. Thank you, Rick, for your service. I'm Boss O. Grateful Recover Compulsive Ovita calling from Florida, and this is a beautiful reading. And I know when I came to my first meeting, I paid very much attention how the program worked because uh, I had the gift of desperation. And they told me, well, that's a good gift to have a gift of desperation. But I said, a gift for me to put certain foods down? That's a torture. You know, I didn't see it as a gift, but today I do see it as a gift. And uh, it says, uh, we thought we could find an easier, softer way. Well, I did try all those years to find softer and easier way. Diet, not diet. Throw up, not throw up. Um, and erect. I tried it all. I tried it all. None of it worked. It worked maybe just for a little bit, but I could not keep the food down. And this was the only way. But I also like the part, we beg of you to be fearless and thorough from the very start. So I said, these people are begging me to get healthy and, and, and to have the recovery that they have because the solution is right here. They mean well. So I needed to be fearless. Uh, and, and, yeah, and it says, some of us, we, uh, we went, okay. And I needed to put everything aside that I knew about the diets, about my life, and by my will, by everything, and start all over. For me, it's live or die, and it was getting progressive for me. No, I didn't reach 100 pounds or 150 pounds, but if I did not find the program, I was on the way because nothing worked for me, and I just gave in to the food addiction, and I was going to just die because I could not do it by myself any longer. But I remember taking a bath and saying, oh, I wish God could just wash this fat away down the drain. <laughs> you know, wishful thinking. Well, 
that was just the wishful thinking. What that I needed to do, I needed to surrender to a power greater than myself, which I call God, and to surrender to the 12 steps the way they laid out. And I know we're going to be getting into the uh, fourth step pretty soon. Uh, Yeah, into the steps. But I remember saying to my sponsor, I don't know why I have to do that. I lost all the weight. That's all I came. I came for the vanity. And thank you very much. And I'm just going to leave. And she said, trust me, if you don't work the rest of the steps, you're going to go back into the food. So I, I have said surrender, 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 surrender. And I keep on surrendering. I'm grateful to be here. Thank you. And I pass. Thank you, Vasa O. David A., go ahead, brother. Take us out. Hi, I'm an, a, a compulsive overeater. My name is David. I'm from Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Thank you for your service. Thank you for everyone for being at this meeting. Um, yeah, so uh, at first when I turned my phone on and heard that some of these we balked, and I heard some shares. Uh, I started judging myself. Uh, I, I've had success with abstinence in one particular eating plan, but I'm not willing to do it. Um, I, I may end up back there. But when I finally got my big book out of the drawer um, and uh, and opened it up, uh, so it says, I think we're talking about the steps that some of these we bought. So, for the time being, I am working the steps. Uh, I'm doing it to the best of my ability, um, and I'm going to let God help me determine what I need to do as far as eating, um, and, uh, and whatever plan that turns out to be, that's what hopefully I'll have the willingness to do. But definitely uh, uh, not balking at the steps, that's for sure. So thank you so much. Okay. All righty. Uh, if anybody wants a minute, you got it. All right. Well, we are uh, out of time. I really appreciate everybody's shares. And uh, thank you to everyone who uh, was sharing on the line this morning. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Monday, January 30th, 2023, is 19,901. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Penny E. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Yes, thank you. Penny E. from South Jersey. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and we will surely meet some of you 
as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.